You're listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Dr. Rani Bora and Liz Scott. In each 10-minute episode, Rani and Liz explore the powerful truth about resilience, resourcefulness, and psychological well-being. And the good news is that it's much more simple than you ever thought. Hello, my name is Liz Scott and I'm a well-being coach. And my name is Rani Bora. I'm a psychiatrist and a well-being coach too. And Rani, we're talking about being human. <laughs> love this topic. <laughs> love this topic yeah. about being human. Being human. So what, what do you, I don't know, what do we mean by that? Well, I can only say what it means to me and... Um, it just, just being okay with me as in Rani, as in in any moment. I'll tell you what, um, for a long, long time I felt that I needed to show up in the world, in life, being someone. And I had this projection of how I need to be, given my role or given my background and um, and so on and so forth. And in a very innocent way, I made it wrong uh, to just be okay with however I was in that moment. And so it was hard work. And and I thought that was the way to be. And I thought it was really not okay to feel miserable. It was not okay to feel lousy at times. And so without without voicing it that way, I had this image of something of a perfect human being. And again, in, in my cognitively, I knew that there's no perfect human being, but at the, at the same time, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> do, do you relate to that at all, Liz? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is this, um, for me, there is this thing that I used to have this idea that, as a coach, I used to think that, first of all, I needed to be happy all the time. I, I genuinely thought that that was my job. And, and I also thought it was my job to ensure that my clients were happy all the time. So as you can imagine, I failed quite a lot because <laughs> I would go in and out of being happy, as would my clients. And I think one of the things that I've seen so clearly, and, and both you and I, we're we, we really um, touched by the understanding of the inside-out understanding of the three principles, as it's also known. But one of the things I've really begun to see for myself is that we are we we go through a whole range of emotions. Now we live in the UK. We live in Devon, which is right beside the Atlantic Ocean, and we're very used to the weather that comes off the ocean, which is usually wind and rain and and we have sunshine and we we have um, storms and we have dry spells and when being British we often talk about the weather it's one of the topics of conversation and in the same way that we experience the weather passing by our windows every day as we look out of our houses what I've begun to see is that we just experience the weather of feelings and emotions and thoughts and and they blow on through um, my psychological system as much as um, 
the weather outside the window. And in the same way, you know, I might kind of like, you know, it's, it's nice when the sun shines, but I kind of know that the sun will shine and then it, it will rain one day. And I know when it rains one day, it won't rain forever and that the sun will shine again. There's a kind of, I live with the weather and accept that it's changeable. But it's only recently that I've begun to see that my emotions are kind of similar. They're changeable too. My thoughts and my feelings, they come in and they come out. Sometimes it's a storm. Sometimes it's calm. Sometimes I feel foggy. Sometimes it's a clear view. But the one thing I know for sure all the time is, one, I know I'm always experiencing some kind of emotion. And I also know that whatever emotion I'm feeling will shift and change like the weather. And that's been a huge relief, I've got to say, because I didn't have to, I don't have to have a sunny day all the time in my life now. I know. And how hard I used to try to just have the sunny side. (laughs) (laughs) I I give this example in in, in the book I had written, but there was this, um, this, this really funny when I think about it now, because I was constantly doing something to be on the bright side, constantly doing something to be happy or to be up you know, upbeat and positive and enthusiastic because for me, I had a mantra, I needed to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know whether you related to that. I needed to walk the talk. So no, no wonder I went fishing for more and more tools. I went shopping for more and more tools and I, this looks great, so I'm going to do this. Be it gratitude journal or tapping or, I don't know, something is something about positive psychology. And, and one of the comments my husband made uh, about how I was being. So one day, uh, I must have been in one of my states when he just made a comment, something like, you know, all the things that you do is not helping you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping you. However, he said it, and I was so furious. I was furious. And I said, how dare you say that? You know, I've been working so hard to be a certain way and then I spent all this money and investment and I thought I was getting somewhere and for him to say in a moment that it was not working and how dare he and it was it was such a relief for me after coming across this understanding and really connecting to that that wow what I was trying to do was superhuman I was trying to be a superhuman where I only feel um, the what we call the positive emotions and none of those other emotions we call negative so I was able to go back and say to him, wow, you know, I actually, I, I was, you know, you were right. It was not working because that's not how it's meant to be. I'm, I, I, you know, I was not designed as a human being to only have what we call the positive experiences in life. And it was so freeing for me to then suddenly give myself permission, not like tell myself or give yourself permission, but suddenly realize the truth of it, that that we can be human beings, and the more, at least, I, I'm having fun with this, because when I go to my, for my, you know, when I show up in life, just being me, uh, in my coaching sessions, in my psychiatric consultation, or doing any training or talk, and just show up as in me, something just magical happens, and it just, I, I, I just share from my heart rather than from a script that I might have, or what I want people to take away, and people seem to connect better to that and you know I just enjoy it mm. and I think there's something there isn't there which is it's it, actually when you think of what a gift it is to be human what a miracle it is to be human that we are alive 
and we have the capacity to really experience this thing called life. And this thing called life has this vast spectrum and array of emotions and thoughts that we experience. It's, it's like you wouldn't want it to be any other way. And, and I'll give you a, a really simple example. Um, again, it's cycling. I know I use cycling quite a bit on my examples, but, but you do reflect a lot when you're cycling. And I remember <laughs> we were on this long cycling journey. And when you're on a cycling journey, um, you, you, know, you, you kind of assume that you don't really want to go uphill because it's, it's hard work and like coming downhill is really lovely. Yeah. And on this particular journey, we were cycling down through France and we got to this stretch and it was a stretch of flat, straight roads with trees either side. And I remember as I cycled, it was like, theoretically, this was a cyclist dream. It was flat, it was straight, it was, it was boring. Right? <laughs> I was looking ahead and I could see in like a mile or two miles time there was a corner in the road. And I was like thinking, oh, I wonder what's around that corner. I hope it's more exciting than this scenery. <laughs> it was like, it was dull. And, and I, what I really realise when you look back on a cycling journey is that actually every element of that journey makes the journey. The hills, the downhills, the, the flat, the, the rain, the wind, all of it. And the whole journey sort of fits together like a jigsaw puzzle when you see that each element made that journey the journey that you had. And I don't think actually I particularly want to go if, if somebody said to me, have this pill and you'll be happy for the rest of your life, I don't know if I'd take it, would you? Because <laughs> I kind of enjoy the whole experience of being human. Yeah. Well, the news is that there's no pill like that and there never will be a pill like that. <laughs> there's something about how we fight our humanness and make it so wrong and have an idea of what, how we should be and we can keep doing it but then, then it will only just fulfill our, our belief that life is hard and, and yet the more we see it this way there's something more the light heartedness just comes out and you see that yes on the surface, it really might look like a very challenging time. And, you know, people do go through very tough times and, you know, no, no doubt about that. But rather than thinking that we need to be serious about this journey and very, very, very serious and need to problem solve and really, we, you know, we have to take it very, very, um, as if this is a life and death situation sort of thing and we go about life like that. Somehow life becomes... You know, tedious, very stressful, and also in a way boring. And and the, and the more we sort of um, have this sort of lightheartedness to it, I'm not saying put it up and fake it and so on. But the more we allow ourselves to just just see, have a ride, and see where we sort of where we arrive, or you know what what happens, it's lighter the journey seems much more lighter than we had predicted it in the first place. Yes, I think what you're saying there, Rani, is that when we, when we don't try to fix ourselves and try and be something that we're not or try and feel something that we're not feeling at the moment, when we're just in whatever experience we're feeling in that moment, then actually that light-heartedness just seems to naturally kind of bubble yeah. to the surface. Yeah. It sort of 
it makes it okay. Yeah. I really get that. Yeah. And I know that one of the areas that both you and I are, are really passionate about is, is around um, mental well-being and young people. So I wonder if, if in our next conversation we can just spend a, a little time looking at that. Yeah, let's do it. You've been listening to the Wellbeing Podcast with Liz Scott and Dr. Rani Bora. Check out coachingconnect.co.uk and ranibora.com for information, articles and ideas about well-being. Well-being.